Welcome to the CBA Grain Exchange Podcast. This is your host, Luke Beckman, Grain Sales Manager for Central Valley Ag. During this podcast, we dissect the latest USDA updates and discuss other key market features. Every month, you will hear from different members of the CBA Grain Team on what trends we are seeing in the marketplace and solutions to current marketing challenges. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an October edition of the CBA Grain Exchange. We are talking to Caleb Pelster today, a grain specialist out of the Elgin location, a repeat uh, guest analyst, Caleb. Welcome back to the CVA Grain Exchange. Thanks for having me. Well, Caleb, we had the October WASD report today. This coming off of the heels of the September 30th quarterly grain stocks report. Uh, we had Kevin Gonerman with Stone X on uh, 12 days ago, and we really broke that down and talked about uh, certainly, oh, you could call it the surprise of going back and revising last year's soybean crop higher uh, and maybe the disappointment in uh, feed demand for corn in the fourth quarter uh, of the old crop marketing year. Uh, And really those changes were going to be incorporated into today's data. That was already a foregone conclusion. Uh, Kind of the big things we were looking for today was what was the USDA going to do with yield and and were we going to see any new crop uh, demand revisions? Uh, So those are really the exciting things walking into today. And uh, unfortunately, we did see bigger yields and the market struggled with that, Caleb. Uh, Corn down a dime in the Ds March in May. And as we look at the soybeans down 30 cents in the November 29 and three quarters in the Jan. Uh, While we did see wheat, uh, really the only thing that's green on the screen today, uh, Chicago wheat up two, Kansas City up a nickel, and spring wheat up uh, eight to nine. So uh, let's just dive into the numbers, Caleb, and I want to get your thoughts on uh, key takeaways. Um, So all of those September 30th revisions were incorporated, if you recall. Uh, We trimmed the size of last year's corn crop by 71 million bushels. Um, but really the big adjustment was the feed and residual category down 128 million bushels, uh, was the big adjustment. Uh, and eventually we got to that ending stocks figure, which jives with that quarterly stocks report from 12 days ago at 1.236 billion. Uh, so those are our beginning stocks. Yield was up just slightly today, 0.2, uh, up 0.2 to 176.5. Uh, that is 0.1 off of the record. Uh, so for all the fanfare we gave a uh, drought this summer, we're close to a record yield figure, uh, figure that one out. Uh, so production was up, of course, on the higher yield, higher carrying. Supplies are up 72 million bushels. Feed and residual was cut 50 million bushels, down 50. Uh, and then we did see exports up 25. So you filter all that stuff through the balance sheet and carryout goes from a 1.408 to a 1.5 billion today, Caleb. So uh, stocks to use. Nine and a half percent last month goes to 10.15 percent. So we're back over 10 percent on stocks to use uh, for this 21 22 crop. So, um, Caleb, take us through just what kind of sticks out to you when you see uh, the USDA's revisions today. Uh, the first thing I guess that really, really sticks out is yeah, the carryout from uh, from last month to this month in the 21 22 uh, marketing year uh, go from a 1 4 to a 1 5. A um, little bit of adjustment there. Uh, stocks use at 10.15%. It still feels somewhat tight. Uh, we got uh, with strong basis and things going on around here, it feels tight, but also feels like we're starting to get more back towards uh, the comfort zone. Uh, we know we got some supply on hand and and how much and 
it makes us feel just a little bit more comfortable. Um, you know, the yield, some people are kind of anticipating maybe a cut on the yield. We've heard the rumors over in the Eastern states that they've had some diseases and that the corn yield isn't what the, they were expecting, but leaving that alone there. And it sure looks like that we're going to have uh, plenty of supply here in, in the nearby. So, yeah, you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the pipeline a little bit and, and just basis values being strong, uh, which really kind of led us to a little bit of our surprise last, uh, well, 12 days ago in the stocks report, not showing that corn was a little bit tighter. So disappointing to see that the feed demand was adjusted lower. But I mean, talk about talk about your area, Caleb. I mean, we're in eastern Nebraska. Uh, just talk about the cash market. What's what's your feeling for, you know, how the cash market feels locally? Uh, the cash market feels pretty firm locally here. I mean, we've got uh, ethanol plants that were up until about last week or week before that were bid in a positive basis, 30 over to 65 over. So the cash market here is it's pretty firm. Uh, I think demand is there. Uh, these these uh, end users want to get their hands around the corn. I think they're maybe a little concerned about how much they're going to be able to get in here come winter, spring months. Um, just feels like uh, feels like they're going to do what it takes to get their uh, get their hands around the corn here. So the demand and the cash market here are very firm. I would say in northeast, east central Nebraska right now today, we've got ethanol plants at full capacity. Everyone's open, and and I think margins are pretty pretty strong for them right now. So yeah, we you know we kind of keep tabs on the margin piece, and you talked about anybody that's. Um, really adding value in the value chain, you know, those, those margins look good. I mean, whether it's crushing soybeans or making ethanol margins are good in the industry right now, really it's the same issue for those, uh, those, that industry or those industries really with everything else right now, it's, it's a logistical problem and it's a, it's a backlog issue. That's not really allowing them to operate at full capacity. And that part's disappointing because when you have margins, like what the industry's seeing, you know, we we would hope that on the corn balance sheet, you know, a 5.2 billion bushel demand number could be higher. And when ethanol, you know, has had some really strong years, uh, we've certainly been above 5.2. You know, so if we could, if we could add to that, put another 100 million bushels in the ethanol category, uh, you know, we'll see what feed demand does. Really, you know, that's one thing that stuck out to me was wheat feeding and corn feed usage globally. Uh, down quite a bit, you know, just uh, revisions month, month over month. And so, uh, you know, are we, are we really feeding uh, fewer animals and, and why are those numbers coming down as much as they are maybe a little premature by the USDA there, but overall the corn balance sheet still feels like you said uh, you can't be super comfortable. I mean, there's, there's a little more breathing room, but uh, certainly a long ways to go in this marketing year to figure out, where we're going to be a year from now uh, in the old crop balance sheet. I guess, as you think about the corn market, Caleb, and, you know, we're, we're probably just really getting into the thick of corn harvest. Now, what are some things you're talking about with your producers as it relates to um, marketing moves? Yeah. So one of the first things that we kind of talking to producers about here is if you got uh, hedges uh, on, or you've been marketing through the December contract here, 
unlike last year at this time, the market has actually started to develop carry in the market. A year ago at this time, we were getting inverted. And so it was paying for you to get rid of the grain now rather than opposed to later on the future side. And so going into uh, harvest this year, you know, about a month ago, there wasn't a whole lot of carry. And now we've kind of developed some. So I've been kind of recommending if you've got hedges out there, let's look at rolling those and picking up some spread on the board there and, and taking advantage of a strong basis. Uh, usually comes late winter, early spring. Uh, another thing is if you've got stuff that you're looking to move, that you've got to move during harvest here, uh, like we just discussed, the, the, the flat cash price is pretty firm. It's still pretty strong, well above a five-year average for this time frame. So look at getting that locked in there, you know, not to say that this, this market's over, but uh, with the numbers that we're given here, um, it kind of makes you question, you know, where this, where this corn, where this corn market's actually going to go. So, I, I mean, you said some good things there, you know, if you have contracts on the books or, you know, just hedges, you know, look at locking in that carry. I like that the D March today went home at nine and a half, you know, about as really about as wide as that's been. So that, that's a great opportunity to lock that in uh, Dece may out to 15 cents uh, here today. You're not opposed to, you know, having guys just make flat cash sales if they're behind. Correct. Yep. No, if there, if you have, uh, if you have green that you need to move here in the next, uh, next month and, uh, you are behind on your marketing or don't got much marketed, I would, I would certainly look at getting something locked in here. Yeah. Cash market over $5, certainly attractive on the, on the corn side. Okay. So fairly orderly in the corn adjustments today, I wouldn't say crazy surprises carry out again, 1.5 billion average trade guess was 1.432. So we did come in a shade above expectations, but let's talk about beans. I mean, that's really, I think, what dominated the conversation today. Again, they finished 30 lower. And, Caleb, they were weak coming coming into this thing. I mean, we it has not been a good week. It uh, wasn't a great finish to last week as, as beans have kind of succumbed to some harvest pressure and some technical weakness. Uh, but really, the big thing there was yield, you know, at 51.5, uh, up 0 0.9 bushels an acre. Uh, you know, that's close to a record there in the beans as well. And really with that crop size from last year going up 81 million bushels, uh, you know, you're dealing with a pretty, pretty healthy supply at 4.719 billion bushels. And actually, as you just look at production outright, uh, USDA is currently forecasting record soybean production this fall uh, for the U.S. So uh, crazy to look at that. As we look at the demand adjustments, crush went up 10 million bushels to 2190. Uh, so you filter all of that through the balance sheet. And really, it was just a combination of adjusting last year's crop higher uh, and the higher yield coming in. And the carryout goes from a 185, Caleb, all the way up to 320 million bushels. Uh, that's going to be above the average trade guess, uh, which was 300. So it's not like the market wasn't expecting that we were going to see this carryout grow, but boy, it sure didn't like uh, what we saw from the USDA today. So I guess your comments on on soybeans. Um, yeah, I mean, the first thing here, like you said, it's the yield. I mean, we've heard the rumors uh, about yield being great everywhere. And, and USDA acknowledged that here today, almost being a record. Um, I think the other thing to look at here is, you know, look at the world carryout. We're over 100 million metric tons for the first time in a little while here. And so the the actual amount of beans we have on in the entire world is, is you know, like I said, with the corn, it's a little more comfortable with beans, I would say. Um, kind of the thing that we've, we've discussed and we've noted around here was, you know, we've talked about basis on corn being strong and firm, but 
you're going to question the demand on beans here a little bit. You know, why aren't soybean crush plants paying positive 25 or positive 30 basis? You know, I, you know, I believe they're negative 15, negative 10 roughly right now. So it kind of makes you question, you know, what uh, what is the demand for beans going forward here? And this is kind of USDA is kind of acknowledging that here maybe a little bit today. So, well, and, you know, you're talking you're talking demand, Caleb, and I think the fear is. Uh, so we got export inspections numbers today, uh, Columbus Day yesterday, so no data yesterday on that. But, you know, we're starting to see export inspections pick up for beans. But, I mean, we should be making hay right now on shipping beans out of the U.S. And we are just flat out behind both in shipments and sales on beans. Um, you know, Hurricane Ida blew through and took out some capacity out of the U.S. Gulf. And, you know, China was forced to go buy some Brazilian cargoes that were more expensive than U.S. supplies for October shipment. I mean, those are our beans that we should be moving and we're not because we can't. And so here we sit. uh, We're really not, you know, executing at full capacity. uh, And it really feels like it's going to have some longer lasting effects because, you know, USDA didn't touch it today. It's still a 2.09 billion bushel demand item on the balance sheet but boy i i don't know i don't know how you feel about it but i feel pretty vulnerable um that that number is probably going to move lower at some point no i would agree i I think at this point the risk is is to the downside on that here it's not uh it's not to the up anymore the last couple years uh, the risk has been the upside but certainly you know with hurricane ida and and like you said china going and buying uh, brazilian cargoes for october delivery i mean that's unheard of i mean that, that that definitely should be u.s beans here so that you know i think the trade's getting a little defensive on that front there so certainly certainly i mean change a change of information it's you know it's it had been feeling that way as the as uh you know the export program got off to a slow start you started to hear more yield information um, you know, and then we got the surprise in the stocks report 12 days ago. So just enough things kind of piling on here to kind of pressure soybeans through some technical support. Um, and now we're probably eyeing the March 31 lows, Caleb, uh, after that planning intentions report came out, which was bullish uh, across the board for corn and beans. Uh, so what are you telling your guys? I mean, yeah, soybean harvest is getting close to wrapped up across a good part of the country, certainly in our territory. Uh, what are some marketing ideas you have for your producers? Uh, you know, we've been talking about just it's flat cash price here. I mean, basis is still pretty firm locally here on beans. Um, you know, we're in the mid 40s uh, into harvest here, which is very, very unheard of uh, for bean harvest, at least. So, and so how many times I think today we did, today we did dip below $12 cash. But uh, these are some levels to sell off the common that we haven't had in a long time. You know, these are levels that you normally don't get. And so just the flat cash price is something a guy needs to look at doing. If you certainly, if you haven't sold much here today yet, you need to definitely look at it and, and get something sold here. Um, for the guys that are hedged, uh, like a kind of like the corn, you know, we've seen the market develop some carry again. Uh, it's the first time in quite a while in the bean market. Uh, last year definitely got really, really inverted. But uh, if you got some hedges and you got beans in the bin, definitely look at getting those rolled out and picking up some carry here. And let's uh, let's kind of see what basis does going forward for uh, going into the winter and spring months. Oh, great. Great stuff there. Yeah. If you're listening, you know, we see uh, the Nov Jan out to 11 and three quarters today, the Nov March 22 and a quarter uh no july 38 and a half so yeah i mean the cat the the spreads are telling you 
what the supply and demand situation feels like in beans right now. And when those carries come into the market, uh, it's trying to allocate bushels across time, uh, which means we have too many bushels up front and we need to provide incentives to store that grain uh, and to get it out uh, further down the road. Uh, too early, Caleb, to be thinking about 22? Absolutely not. Nope. These, that's uh that's something to definitely be thinking about. It's something we've been discussing with our producers of you need to look at your inputs. We all know that market is, has gone up widely since last year. And uh, we've been discussing, you know, you get your input costs, kind of figure out your break even and let's take a look at what the market's offering. And let's, let's definitely take a look at locking those both in together. If there's profit there to be taken uh, and next year is, I don't believe a year to really gamble. It's let's, if there's profit, we need to be locking that in. Oh, great, great points. Well, it's a negative set of information from the USDA today. Uh, pressures us through some technical support. We're going to have to see if we can find some solid footing uh, coming away from this one. Uh, as we look forward, uh, some key dates uh, are certainly going to be the November WASD report. That'll be the last time that the USDA updates yield uh, before the January numbers. Uh, they do not touch supply information in the December WASD, so they'll get one more crack at updating the yield uh, in the November report uh, as well as demand. So we'll look forward to that. Until then, uh, stay safe out there as you harvest this crop. Thank you so much for your business. We'll catch you in November. Thanks for listening to the CVA Grain Exchange. Stay up to date on all things CVA Grain by signing up for our grain emails at cvacoop.com slash grain or follow us on social media at Central Valley Ag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next month and until then, stay safe. Stay safe.